If you have your Bibles this morning, a couple of places I want to turn to, 2 Corinthians 5 and Romans 14. And if you'd get those two places in your Bible, we'll read those, have a benediction, go home. If you didn't bring your Bible, you'll have to stay a little later on it, but I'm sure everybody here has got their Bible out. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 15, or 2 Corinthians 5, there's no 15, uh, verse uh, uh, 8, uh, if uh, we will start reading there, if you would like to stand with me, please. And uh, when we get to verse 10, I would like for you to read verse 10. 2 Corinthians 5, verse start, we'll start with verse 6. The Bible says, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Wherefore, we are confident, I say, and willing rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 9 says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Romans 14, and look at verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then... Every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let's pray. Now, Father, we realize the importance of your word. We know that your word is eternal. And we know, Lord, that your word directs our life down here as a child of yours. We surely are mindful of the world that we live in today. We're mindful, Lord, and looking forward to that day when your children, uh, the signal, the sound will go out and uh, you will send forth to call us up to be with you, to meet you in the clouds. Now that'd be a, an exciting day, Lord, and uh, we surely anticipate that day. We would like to, Lord, for that day to take place in our lifetime. But uh, Lord, regardless of whether we live or die, we are yours. And we do pray here this morning that you would challenge our hearts. Help us, our Father, to realize what we have in Christ Jesus. Help us to realize that you, Lord, are our God and our Redeemer and our Savior, and that you went to Calvary. And there, Lord, you gave and laid down your life. And you became the sacrifice by shedding your blood for our sin debt. Now, Lord, may here this morning, may you get all the glory for everything that is said or done. 
May our fathers that offer this body to you to use for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. I'm mindful this morning of every one of us deal with different issues today. and But I, I want to uh, be able to uh, remind you here. We call this passage of scripture that we read the the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, now, as a child of God this morning, uh, my sin debt has been judged. But my work, my life, and how I live for God has not been. And uh, that uh, one day I will have to stand as well as you and to be able to uh, answer uh, the Questions that may become our way is uh, how that we uh, live for the Lord. And the Bible says that we all, uh, uh, nobody's going to get out of this. If you're a child of God and you've been born again, and we're looking at here that uh, every one of us must stand uh, before that judgment as a child of God. You say, well, I'm saved, a preacher, and there's nothing else I have to do but just uh, uh, go ahead and live my life the way I want to live it. Well, now, that's not necessarily true. Uh, you're saved if you've been born again, but if, if, if you have been really been uh, uh, had your sin debt forgiven, and you have had spiritual circumcision to where that uh, the Holy Spirit of God has taken up place within your heart, now, and folks, uh, uh, the importance of this is so important. I wish I could get it across to you, uh, making sure that you know that you have been saved. Now, the Bible says and teaches us, and Paul uh, right into uh, we as Gentiles, that we're to examine ourselves to see if we are in the faith. And then the Holy Spirit of God comes into our lives and uh, into that uh, causes you and I to have a change of mind and heart. Repentance simply means that I was going to use Brother Bob this morning. Uh, before Bob got saved here, he was a rounder now. Uh, Bob, uh, he, he will uh, tell you that uh, he was, a, a, as opposed to a chief of sinners. But when, Paul, when Bob got saved... Everything in his life that he was going this direction, he turned his life and he started going this direction and started to living for God. He started put he put aside his bad habits. Uh, he put on the Lord Jesus, and in that he was faithful to church. He was faithful to try to do. Now, did he was he completely sanctified? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he hadn't. Uh, he's still growing. He still had some uh, some things that he had to over, to try to overcome. But he, the the change that we're getting across is the big change that he had in his life. If you have professed faith in Christ and there has been no change in your life, uh, there's a question then about uh, have you really put your faith and trust in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and been resurrected, he resurrected from the dead, and that you have given your life to him. It's simply not a, a matter of when I got saved, I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, I have. I do not have now the uh, uh, the freedom to make decisions the way I want to make them as for concerning uh, the the old man. 
And so in that we believe in the, that the next great biblical event to take place is going to be the rapture. Uh, we believe that uh, the time is coming to where that uh, uh, we are drawing closer. We've been for 50 some years now preaching. Uh, hardly a Sunday goes by that I don't make mention that the coming of the Lord. I believe with all of my heart this morning that the before even that I get through, uh, the Lord may come. I believe in you and I as a child of God that we ought to be anticipating uh, and we ought to be looking and living our lives. It's Friday, Bob was out here cutting the yard. Uh, Friday, we uh, hollered at him. Friday, he was uh, uh, pretty jovial. But how quick things could change. Saturday morning, he has a heart attack and, and have to rush him to the hospital. We don't know. Uh, what to the day may bring forth. And so we challenge you. Now, why do we have Bible school? We have Bible school into why the importance of a church to get involved. Every one of you here ought to get involved in Bible school. You say, why? Simply because of what we have over the door there. Go you into all the world and to try to, we try to reach, this is a time that we set aside a week to try to reach boys and girls. We try to get to your boys and girls uh, to, uh, to learn of, of the Bible. Uh, we try to get you involved in trying to, uh, uh, to talk and to teach and to uh, bring kids to Bible school to hear about the Lord. Every child of God uh, here ought to be in, uh, concerned for my children. Uh, what are they doing? Where are they going? Boy, I tell you, uh, if you could just be able to uh, see out into the country today and, and see the neglect that is going on and how the unconcernment that is taking place with parents about children, uh, it would uh, really raise your eyebrows a little bit to cause you to want uh, the best for your children. And so we into that, we try to teach it to, into that to tell them about the Lord. Uh, Christian, where are you at? Christian Richie over there. Christian got saved, but come to church here. A Christian, he said to this one, he said, when am I going to get baptized? I talked to his, uh, his dad. Uh, we set up, to, he, he wanted to get baptized. That boy is, uh, he, he's, he wants to serve the God. Uh, <clears throat> and so in that, uh, we talk about Bible school. We talk about the truth or consequences. Uh, what happens uh, if uh, you don't get to save? What happens if you die? Without the Lord. What happens into that? And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk to you specifically as Christians today and what God has given to us and promised to us into that. And uh, God promises us rewards. And uh, we don't uh, serve God for naught. Uh, everything here that, that God has, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And into that, it ought to be that, hey, preacher, I, I want to do something. I want to live for God. Uh, that I want to put nothing. And, and by the way, I, and here, you like it or love it, don't make a whole lot of difference to me at my point. I told Billy, me and Billy's the two oldest ones here. Uh, we're the next on the Lord's agenda. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> Billy says he's going to live to 120. I'm not going to live that long. Uh, but uh, what I'm saying here is that God ought to be first in your life if you profess to be a child of God. Sure. Now, I realize some of you have not grown to that point yet. I realize that there is different levels uh, of growth in our, uh, in, among our members here today. Some of you, by, by the way, uh, you are a fast learner. But some of you were like me. You're slow learners. 
And into that, you need to pick up the pace a little bit. You need some more special education. You need to be here on Wednesday night and Sunday night uh, to be able to make up for uh, those. And uh, some of you can get all you can uh, maybe on Sunday morning. But I have to have Wednesday night and I have to have uh, Sunday night to be able to to grow. Uh, But I want my life to be surrendered uh, in a way that God is pleased and God is uh, the, at first place in my life. And, and this is where Bob, I know he tried to, uh, to reach. And so as a child of God, what does God offer for me? Well, if you're familiar with Paul in that uh, in the Second Timothy two five, and we'll really look at some some scripture here this morning. You have your Bible; you need to uh, have it handy there. Second Timothy two five, and uh, and I'll read the verse to you. It says this: uh, If a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Uh, into that, and you find the crown of uh, uh, here that Paul talked about, the crown of righteousness, the crown of living right, the crown of uh, uh, here uh, in First John, he talks about the crown of his appearing. Uh, that if that it ought to be that if you're a child of God, you're looking for the coming of the Lord. Lord, I, I want to uh, I want to see you come. I want to be uh, caught up uh, in the. I want to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. I want to be able to go and uh, into that, knowing that I've got to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, knowing that I've got to stand there and to be able to give an account of what did you do with your life as a child of God. And uh, Robert's got to be there. James, you got to be there. Erica, you don't get out either. Uh, that uh, we all, uh, if you make it, James, you got to be there too. <laughs> uh, no, we all have to stand. You, they cannot stand for you. You can't stand for them. Uh, uh, as a child of God into that. And so into that, I've got to give an account to that. Uh, a crown of righteousness. Did I live right? Did I live right? Did I strive to live right? Did I strive to bring this old man into submission and to live as a, as a new man in Christ? Uh, you see, when I got saved, that old nature that I had still with me, uh, it, God didn't remove that. But what God did with the Holy Spirit of God came in and planted that I was born again of an incorruptible seed. Uh, the, that, that, uh, uh, the seed of God is in that and, and the Holy Spirit comes in and, and the Holy Spirit wants to guide me and direct me and I want to be spirit led. It ought to be uh, that uh, uh, every day morning I said, Lord, the Holy Spirit, uh, I want you to lead me. I want you to uh, help me with every decision that I make today, uh, wherever I go and uh, into that. Now, do I disobey the Holy Spirit? There is times I do. There is times that I lay aside what the Holy Spirit may be saying to me and go ahead and let, let the old man take control. And this is what some of you will do this evening. You get home, you have a good dinner, and uh, five o'clock comes and you'll look at your watch and you say, man, I went this morning. There's no need for me to go today, just tonight. And now, is the Holy Spirit leading you or is the old man leading you? That old nature is leading you into that to, uh, to stay away. You say, well, what purpose is there for me to come? Because you as a member of this body of believers here, you have a gift. And when you are not here, that gift is inactive. That gift is not being used. You say, well, what gift do I have? Well, sometimes just looking at you. Sometimes just shaking somebody's hand. 
uh, sometimes just to give somebody a word of encouragement. But uh, you are important as a member of the body of Christ. And you go to Ephesians 5. How much did God love the church? And I'm talking about a church. I'm talking about a local group of people that is visible, a local group of people that God has given unto us to carry out the commission to go to the world and to also to do the baptism and to do the Lord's Supper. Uh, is that I know into that that uh, if every child of God that's been born again is baptized into the body of Christ, but that the body of Christ is shown in that local assembly here, and we have given to us the functions to carry out the work, the importance of being a member of a local body of believers, and I just and I, I told the kids this morning, over the fifty years that I have been in the ministry, I have never seen a, a God use a person to any great extent that it was not a member of a Bible-believing church. Now, there's a lot of work goes on into that. Uh, you take, uh, but uh, most of the work that is being done today, the people that are in charge of it belong to a, a church. Every missionary that we support belongs to a local uh, a Bible church. Uh, we, we do not uh, accept a missionary unless he is, is, is established in a local church. Uh, and we had you find a lot of people go out and, and they can do the work on their own and they can they can see some fruit from it, but it doesn't doesn't carry on after they they're gone. Uh, this church here, as well as any church, ought to be continue uh, when the leaders are gone. Continue on. There's a continuation. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. It ought to be that you as members of this body uh, that to grow to where that when, when I'm gone. That this church goes right on serving God, living for the Lord, trying to get the word of God to as many people around the world as we can. It's not, a, it's not my church. It's not Brother Todd's church or Brother Jimmy's church. This church belongs to God. And God has just chosen me to be a minister here uh, to help and to lead here in this church as well as he has chosen you to be here as well. And so what do I look for? I'm looking for a crown. I want into that when I stand before God. Can, can I qualify for the crown uh, of uh, righteousness? Do I love His appearing? Now, every person that is can have can be able to stand and be able to uh, claim this crown if you are loving the appearing of the Lord. If you're looking for God to come and you're excited about the coming of the Lord and into that to be able to take us out of this old wicked world and to be able to uh, uh, give us a new body and to be able to take us uh, to heaven, uh, God's promised us that. Now, what kind of crown will that be? Well, it won't be a crown that uh, uh, that we give to those who uh, in the, uh, the strive for uh, different things here to get a crown or get a uh, get a, a, a gold medal, but it'll be a crown that is eternal. It'll be a crown that will go with you through all eternity, and not only that, the crown of life. And uh, you take uh, here. We talked about this even in. Uh, uh, on Wednesday night in James uh, uh, chapter 1, we, we, we run into this uh, crown of life. And uh, I'll read it to you. Uh, if you want to turn there, you're on it. Uh, James 1, 12. Uh, he said, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life 
which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Uh, into that you find that the crown of life is to endure temptation. Every one of you sitting here, we all face the, the temptations that the devil put out before you. Every one of you have got to be able to resist or yield to temptations. Temptations that will not maybe be spiritual. Temptations that will be worldly. Temptations that will be hurtful to you and yielding to that. Every one of us can be able to, to name things that we have been able to uh, to uh, maybe abstain from or to have that we have uh, engaged in that uh, the temptations to uh, to the for the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eye uh, that we all are faced with young people you're not exempt from this uh, you are also uh, and, and by, by the way probably be more young people be able to receive uh, this crown of life than uh, uh, adults. Uh, it's, uh, in Revelation, you find that the martyr's crown as well, uh, that uh, you be faithful unto death, and uh, you shall receive the crown of life uh, in Revelation 2.10. Uh, there is uh, no temptation, Bible says, that is taking you, but such as is common to man, that God will not make a way for you to escape. And so I say to you that, uh, uh, that there is a victory uh, over temptation as you fight that battle as a child of God and you yield to the, to the things that uh, you know that God would have you to yield to. Uh, you take the, the, the martyr's crown uh, and he's uh, talking to the church today uh, and, and parts of the world. There are Christian people being martyred uh, for the cause of Christ. In the tribulation, you're going to find that the, that the people will be uh, mostly uh, the believers will be martyred at one time or another. Uh, that uh, he said, "You be faithful to death, and you'll receive the crown of life." I don't know, boy. You get to thinking about what kind of life that you have in heaven, what kind of life that you have for eternity, what kind of life that God promised you. But boy, I tell you what, uh, there's another judgment that you don't want to stand that, and uh, that uh, you find that the, in Revelation 20. And now let me read it real quickly before I have to close. I'm not going to get through here, but at Revelation 20, and uh, he said, uh, "I saw thrones." And they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, uh, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands as they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But now here, the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years was finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy uh, is he that now look at the, the last judgment here and he said in verse 11 I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose uh, face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them and I saw the dead small and great stand before God the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up their dead that were in it. The death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. 
This is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Can you imagine to stand before uh, uh, the God uh, uh, that uh, of on the throne that covers the whole uh, uh, universe that cannot even contain it? Can you imagine standing before a holy God and having to, to be able to, uh, uh, to give an account of your works that you have? Uh, and that I, saw this, uh, I was thinking of people uh, like George Source, who is uh, doing his best to try to destroy the justice system in our land. Uh, he has to stand before God. I, have, I think of uh, those men that are powerful men in our uh, uh, country and, and that have been. And one day they've got to stand before God. And boy, I tell you, they'll be covered uh, with the smell of the sulfur and uh, the, uh, the, the, the look of where they have been burning in hell. And boy, you talk about an awful scene. That'd be an awful scene to have to stand and to see those uh, people that die without Christ and died lost and stand at this great white throne judgment and, and be judged because in, in this country here there's no excuse for anybody not hearing the gospel. We got uh, churches on every corner and uh, people ignore the gospel. They ignore the, the, what the, uh, that has uh, been uh, uh, taught and uh, what uh, history reveals and, and reject the Lord Jesus Christ. But can I say to you one day uh, they'll stand before God and they'll give an account of their works that they have and why that they did not receive the Savior that died for the sin of the world. Now, where are you at this morning? What crown are you striving for? The average Christian has no intention of trying to 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 uh, to uh, uh, to strive for to to have a crown, the crown of life, the crown of uh, the incorruptible crown, the crown of glory, the crown of rejoicing. Okay, can I say to you this morning? It ought to be that you and I realize that the life is brief at its uh, 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 longest. Can I really say to you today, the only thing that has done, and by the way, uh, the only thing that would matter to for Bob is what has he done for God today? You'll not have a chance to come back and, ch and change anything. Bob didn't have a time to, to, to get make things right. He woke up with a heart attack Saturday morning and, uh, and uh, had to go into a vent and never spoke again. Now that could be you, young person. Uh, that could be you, mom or dad. And can I say to you today, if you're sitting here this morning and you're not saved, you're going to knew something should happen to you and you die in your sins, you've got to stand at that great white throne judgment after that you have burned in hell for a while. Uh, that to the Lord uh, at the end of the tribulation, you'll be brought out of hell and you'll stand before a holy God to be cast into the lake of fire. Now, is that what you want? Well, thank God for the child of God this morning. That uh, when uh, as a believer in Christ, what a glorious future that I've got. I've got the, 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 the promise that I'd get a glorified body that will live eternally. It'd be fashioned like unto the Lord. I've got that to God to, into that have forgave me of my sins and my iniquities, accepted me in the beloved. I'm a child of his. Heaven is my eternal home. I've got all of the things that God has at my disposal. Uh, I'd be able through all the e eons of life uh, to be able to uh, enjoy the, the grace, the beauty of God in heaven. There's no, there's no death to a child of God. There's no death uh, to a, a lost man, by the way, either. He goes into the lake of fire for eternity. See, your soul is an eternal. It doesn't die. Where are you going to spend it? 
I hope that you're right with God this morning. I hope that somehow that you be stirred that I, hey, I want to live for God. I want to surrender my life to him. I want to be able to, to, uh, to accomplish what God would have me to accomplish as we stand over the auditorium here this morning.